As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Get your popcorn ready. It's game time, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a team that is known as Stoppers. Stoppers! The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Every single play, go take it. Bring that juice. Let's go get it. Come on. Chicago's best Bears coverage. Go Bears. Go Bears. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. The Bears angst in general. Everybody's like angry about it, I feel like. Just relax. From The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. This is just how it is. It's a range of emotions. It's a range of feelings and hot takes. Here they are. Fiery, feisty, and frequently ill. The Adams, Hogan Johns. Welcome into the Hogan Johns podcast brought to you this week by Miller Lite. We are excited to be here. If you're watching us, which you should be all week long in a number of different places, the My Teams app and also on NBC Sports Chicago's YouTube page, you are seeing this gorgeous studio we're in. And how about this logo, Johnsy? It's pretty. Behind us. Really pretty. So if you're Very just, nice. If you're just listening to the podcast this week like you normally would, uh, you're going to want to check us out the rest of the week so you're not missing this. But And we're in suits. We're, we're dressed up. No well, I still sweats. wore jeans because I couldn't go all the way. There's snow outside. We've been doing this podcast in sweats for like <laughs> 10 months now. <laughs> I miss it. And I miss my hoodie. I usually have a mic in my hand, so I'm like... I'm like uh, you don't know what to do with your hands. Yeah, I'm like uh, it, the guy in Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby, who doesn't know what to do with his hands this week that's that's gonna be me but uh we're happy to be here or we're happy to have this podcast partnered with uh, nbc sports chicago this week and of course you can still be listening all week uh like you normally did if you want to do it that way on the athletic and the athletic app as well uh but there's a ton to talk about too because over the weekend uh the first massive trade and we're expecting a few of these this offseason and the trickle down effect may lead to more, uh, but Matthew Stafford is no longer the Detroit Lions quarterback. He is going to Los Angeles. He's part of the Rams. And Jared Goff is now in the NFC North. <laughs> How about that? I, I feel like they gave up a lot to, to get Stafford. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we've covered this guy for a long time. Matthew Stafford's gone to one Pro Bowl in his entire career. No All-Pro honors, nothing. What are they doing? Like, I, I, I understand the logic here, but that seems an awful lot to give up for Matthew Stafford. 
It does, but I've also never, all the times the, the Bears played the Lions, I've never felt like Matthew Stafford was the problem by any means. You know, they did. I don't so, know. I've seen him intercepted by Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson. Bad plays, bad sacks. Remember that touchdown he had against Kyle Fuller this year? Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, he was basically being sacked on that play, somehow got the pass off and completed it in stride. I think that was to Quintez Cephas. And. It was a great throw. So, I, I don't know. Well, this is why we're bringing Mike Sando, uh, who's been on the podcast before, uh, into the conversation. Of course, Mike Sando from The Athletic and has his quarterback tiers every single year. It's one of the, the, the things I think we all look forward to reading every, every single season. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us. I can only imagine uh, that this, this, this crazy quarterback offseason has to have you excited. Yeah, it's really been fun. Even last offseason with Brady, you know, changing and now being in the Super Bowl. So uh, you don't usually see this, right? A, a Matthew Stafford, like you said, he's had a, a tough run there. But, you know, they it wasn't like there was some holdout or some big disagreement. They just uh, He just sent out one out and they said, okay, yeah, we'll trade you. I mean, when does that happen? How do you quantify th- this trade, Mike? I was looking at your tiers this morning. You have Stafford at nine, Jared Goff at, at 16. Like, how, like the, the difference between them and player and how that affects both situations, how do you see this playing out? Yeah, I, I think that Stafford's been in an extreme situation where, okay, for example, last year uh, the Lions ranked 32nd in combined EPA on defense and special teams. So that's a huge drag, very hard to overcome. It kind of explains how even like Houston with Deshaun Watson playing great went four and 12, right? So when you have no support or historically bad support on even special teams. It's hard. Now, that being said, um, you know, Matt Ryan and Drew Brees have had that a lot of their career and have done better than Matthew Stafford. So you have to look beyond that and say, okay, is there something fundamentally missing with him? And you would, you could continue to differentiate the lions from those teams by saying, well, they haven't had the run game. They haven't had offensive line. They haven't had Sean Payton. They haven't had Kyle Shanahan, all those things. So, and I buy that. So, you know, I think you're getting somebody who can carry more of the load and do more things and be more of an improviser for sure than Jared Goff. Jared Goff sort of needs to have everything perfect around him. And Stafford can do more with it not being as perfect. He's just had it really bad around him. And so we don't know for sure how much better it's going to look. Mike, I find this this trade fascinating for so many different reasons, but one of them is, I mean, we, we always talk about and we all understand the value of having a really, really, really good quarterback that's still on his rookie deal. Um, but that only lasts. I mean, usually that takes a couple years to develop the guy, and then you're only on that rookie deal for maybe two, three years max uh, with the fifth-year option at that value, and then you have these extensions kick in. And I think what we're seeing with the Rams is if you ex- – give all the money to the wrong guy, then you're sort of stuck, except this trade's kind of showing you're not stuck because somehow the Rams still found a way to get out of this golf contract. They are going to take a big cap at this year with the bonuses, but they still somehow found a way to upgrade, and it's kind of the same situation in Philly right now, depending on what the Eagles do with Carson Wentz. I, I just want to, yeah. There's so many different angles to this I keep thinking about. That's one of them. Well, yeah, not every owner is willing to eat the contract, right? I mean, and go along with uh, a move like this. And then also... Like we said, it's unusual that somebody like Stafford's available, you know, who was the number one overall pick, who people have a high opinion of in the league, even though I heard you guys talking in the lead-in, you know, little little lukewarm on Stafford. You know, he's always been 
between seven and 14 overall in the quarterback tiers. I mean, that's in a group that's always going to, you know, have Matt Ryan and other guys that you can go to a Super Bowl with. And Goff um, has been in the third tier, you know, at, at his very best when everything's around him, he might sneak into the two, but people see a, a clear difference. So I don't have, I have a problem with how the Rams got here. They paid Goff too early, paid him too much, and then had to do this emergency surgery to get him off the roster. That's not good. But as far as the two number one picks, I mean, you know, unless they just totally crater on defense, you know, and become a bad team, they're going to be picks in the twenties. And if you go back, if you look at any picks in the twenties, they're tight ends, they're guards, they're not difference makers. Look at the last 20 years, who the Rams and the lions have taken 20 to 32 overall. It's Trump candidate, Stephen Jackson, Alec Ogletree, Robert Thomas, Adam Archuleta, Ryan Pickett, you know, stop me when we get three guys you'd trade for Stafford, right? Uh, McDougal, the offensive lineman, Javid Best, you know, Gerard Davis, Brandon Pettigrew. They're all nice little complimentary players. Stephen Jackson had a good career, but it was a running back. You're not getting premium. So the Rams are giving up non-premium for somebody they think makes them 15% better at the most important position and could might get them over the top. Mike, you've been covering the NFL for a long time. So what's next? I mean, how do you explain all this quarterback movement this year, who, who do you see moving? Is it the Sean Watson trade finally coming down? Is it a Carson Wentz surprise trade? I know you had an article on The Athletic mentioning yeah. Matthew Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan. Like, what do you see as next, you know, given your experience covering the league? Yeah. Well, I would think the, the Deshaun Watson one would drag out a while. I wouldn't think there would be a, a push by the team to give up on him until they know for sure that he, how serious he is, right? Because if he really wants to carry this all the way through – um, it's a long time before he starts losing money, and that's really the test. So I think they would be reluctant to do something probably sooner. Um, you never know. I mean, they, they've been a weird team that's traded people. but um, So that one, you would think, would take a little bit of time if the Texans are smart. And then uh, I really look at it through the lens of who really needs one, and I think Indy is clearly the team that needs one. Their owner has been out there talking about how, oh, we got this good roster uh, we're just a veteran quarterback away. Hey, Andrew Luck, if you wanted to come back, we'd take you. I mean, those are interesting comments to me. I wasn't surprised they weren't all in on Stafford because it's not really Chris Ballard's way to throw a bunch of picks around, but I think they got to be in on somebody. And is it going to really be a, a cheaper Sam Darnold type or are they making a run? The other team's the 49ers. They've been, you know, their coach, Kyle Shanahan, has had Matt Ryan as an MVP. He's been known to like Kirk Cousins. He was there when they got Garoppolo, but, uh, you know, it was sort of an opportunity. It wasn't like it was the guy he always had to have, and Garoppolo's missed so many games that I think they're really a team that you'd have to look at for a Ryan or somebody like that. And, Mike, one of the things we're watching closely here in Chicago is, is there a trickle-down effect from – you know, does one trade lead to another trade? And the, the, the one, I guess, negative thing for the, in how it impacted the Bears with this Stafford deal was that Goff also moved. So it's not like, it's not like they acquired Stafford and had to, you know, then go trade Goff in a separate trade. Uh, it kind of took care of two teams at once. Uh, of course, you could also maybe look at maybe the Lions don't draft a quarterback now, which I'm not completely sold they won't. Um, but... It, it is interesting to, to kind of look at how one deal might lead to the next, or maybe this all ends up being a bust when it's all said well, and done, and maybe there's not a lot of movement. Yeah. yeah, well, you start looking at, okay, who are the guys that you would really, uh, that, that you know, 
seven out of 10 NFL GMs would see as top quarterbacks are guys who really make a difference. You know, who are those guys? Stafford's kind of one of those guys, you know, potentially, you know, uh, obviously Watson would be, but uh, I don't know that anything's going to happen there. Some might see a Matt Ryan in that eye, but, you know, as a clear starter, but a lot of these other guys are reclamations or, you know, they're not just, oh, we got our guy. There's somebody you bring in while you draft somebody or there's somebody you bring in to compete. Um, you know what I mean? So you have to have a big trade. You have to say, well, who's involved in it? Like, where are all these great quarterbacks lined up? There's a lot of guys who could change teams without necessarily putting you over the top. Where do you think Mitch Trubisky fits in all, all this madness? We know he had that nice run towards the end of the year. I know it wasn't against the best defenses, but I'm curious from what you're hearing around the league, is his reputation changing around the league? What type of market do you think he'll have when free yeah. agency opens? Yeah, no, I, I don't think that the reputation for him changed, um, you know, even though they had a better finish and he had some better numbers and things um, looked a little better and a little different um, down the stretch. You know, it's hard to uh, it takes a while for people to um, really change what their evaluation was of you. And I think there was some skepticism of him coming in. Then when he did well early, people realized that it wasn't um amazing play by Trubisky that it sort of was, you know, within the, within a certain system playing a certain way and that they weren't giving him the credit for it. And then when he falls off, people were more like, yeah, that's closer to what we thought. So I don't think there's a big group of people out there that were always high on Trubisky and now feel high on him again after what happened late last season. Um, I think he would be a tough sell as this is our starter whereas you could see him being more like he's part of the mix and maybe we drafted a guy or maybe we have someone else. I think that applies here in Chicago too. <laughs> if, yeah. If, if the yeah. Bears are re-signing Mitch, uh, it means that all, you know, all these other options that may or may not really be out there didn't work out for the Bears. Yeah, absolutely. I, to me, it's just a hard one to do. You know, I, I don't think there's been evidence that, you know, he's really going to elevate above what, the offense around him can do for him. Hey, Mike, uh, in Deshaun Watson's case, who knows if he's traded or not. But if he is, he has a lot of control because of the, the, the no-trade clause in his contract. What, what do you think is maybe one or two of the best fits for Deshaun Watson yeah. uh, in, in where he could potentially end up? Yeah. Well, the first part of that is I think he more than anything just wants out. So I don't think that he would only give them two teams, right? Uh, I think he would maybe veto a couple if they were really bad situations. But for the most part, I think he wants to get out, would consider that a victory and move on um, from there. I've thought that uh, Atlanta was interesting to me, and I know they have their own challenges with um, you know, having Matt Ryan on the roster. It would be hard to move Matt Ryan before June 1. But if things were to linger later, depending on what happens in the draft, um, that one kind of interests me. You know, I think he's Deshaun Watson's from Georgia. Uh, it's sort of the right, sort of, they're, they're a little bit like Detroit, you know, the Atlanta is, they're not quite there, but like Stafford and Ryan are a little bit of parallels, been one place a long time. It might, there's new leadership, you know, you could see it being, being time. Um, so that would, that would be a nice fit. And then the jets, I think are really just in a great position from, uh, you know, having options. So if they're picking high enough, they could like a quarterback enough to take them. They could keep Darnold, but they have a ton of draft capital too. And if the opportunity were to present itself, you know, maybe they would be um, 
you know, a candidate for Watson too. I just don't know if it'll move fast enough on Watson before the draft to make that happen. Weird. I didn't hear you say Chicago. Right. <laughs> well, he'd be a great fit there in Chicago. I mean, he, where's he not a great fit? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. For I mean, yeah, your, absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so na- name twenty-five teams. That was just a couple that came to mind for me from a capital standpoint. Right. Right. Uh, a capital standpoint for the Jets, and then just going home to Atlanta. I don't know what he, you know, what his preferred landing spot is. We just know he doesn't like Houston. He <laughs> that he has made it very very clear. Uh, Mike, thanks yeah. so much. You're the best. We appreciate the insight today. Thank you. All right, there he is, Mike Sando from The Athletic. You can check out all his work on theathletic.com and The Athletic app. All right, John, a lot to discuss here because you, you, off the top, did not sound too sold on the idea of Matthew Stafford making the Los Angeles Rams a better team. I think he definitely makes them a better team. And I actually commend the Rams for understanding that, okay, Jared Goff, we're not winning the Super Bowl with him. And... We need to find a, an upgrade. And so they went out and did it. Now, is it crazy that they might not have a first-round pick for seven years? That Since does, Jared Goff. That does sound a, a, a kind of crazy, except for when you consider what Sando just told us. Th- those picks in the 20s are not as valuable. We, we hear this term, first-round pick. It sounds great. But you heard what he just said, man. You don't get... Hall of Famers in the 20s. See, I'm not. De- it I'm does not, happen, but not a lot. I'm not debating that Matthew Stafford is a lesser quarterback than Jared Goff because Matthew Stafford's superior in every way. But Matthew Stafford's been in the Lions for what a decade? Three different coaches. The greatest, one of the greatest receivers of all time, Calvin Johnson. He's had what three, four winning seasons, one Pro Bowl season. I get that he may be a better fit right now for the Rams, but you still got to help him out. I know the Rams have a better roster. Than the Lions, they have a better roster Much than a lot of teams. Yes, yes. Look, they went to the playoffs, one of the best defenses in the league. But you still got to provide the quarterback with help. I think by parting with all of that draft capital, you limit yourself a bit. See, I just, I think they have that help. I, I think Sean McVay is the best coach Matthew Stafford's ever had from right day one. Think about all those awful coaches and how much we What do you get against Jim Schwartz? How many times have we said the Lions are the Lions on this podcast? We call right? them a dumpster fire. All the time. And so Matthew Stafford's out of that. He's got Sean McVay now. He's in a competent offense. He's got weapons. Now, he's had weapons. That's the one thing he has had. He's had offensive weapons. He had Calvin Johnson. Kenny um, Galladay, Marvin Jones. Yeah, he's had weapons. There's no Decent running backs, yeah. yeah. But, but he's never had a decent running game. That's a big key. Uh, I saw some stat, stat the other day. I think he's only had... 11 oh, yeah, I know what 100 about, yeah. yard rushing games it's around him in 12 years. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's, that's evidence of the dumpster fire that the Lions are because they don't draft well. They can't build game plans, but and that's the coaching. Yeah. The Rams had five of those games, 100 yard rushing games this season. So he's got he's going to have a immediately better coaching. He's going to have a better running game around him, and he's going to have a hell of a better defense because he's going in. It's not just this year. The Lions have had bad defenses for years. So I think when you talk about putting all the things around Matthew Stafford, he's going to have that in Los Angeles. But it could just be, like you said, this year. These two years that he's still under contract with the Rams, and maybe they add one more to, to limit the cap hit or what, or what. This is their window. And who knows? I, I don't know if he's that great where he can rival Tom Brady, where he's that great we can rival Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. That's how great quarterbacks have to be. We've seen situations fail before. I think Brady's kind of the exception to the rule. We see what he's doing with, with Tampa. Obviously, he's in the Super Bowl. But I got my, my questions about what, what Matthew Stafford can deliver there. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, and works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let's talk about what this means for the Bears. Multiple reports over the weekend say that the Bears were in on Stafford. How much they were offering, don't know. But if you're in on Stafford, I imagine you're probably at least willing to give up with one first-round pick, right? So that kind of gives us maybe a bar of where the Bears are right now. Um, I think that much like the Rams had to give up more to get out of Goss' contract, the Bears would have had to give up more because they're in the NFC North with the Lions. But... It is interesting to hear the Bears' interest with Stafford and what it means for maybe what they end up doing. It, it shows how serious they are in getting this quarterback. Well, they're not thing so right. different than the Rams, right? Good defense, some good offensive weapons. You just got to find that veteran quarterback to get you over the top. Is that Matthew Stafford? It wasn't for the Bears. They obviously didn't like what his market was or what they were willing to, to trade in part with him to get a Matthew Stafford. Maybe it's the three first round picks to get to Sean Watson. Maybe it's. Taking the like helping uh, Sam Darnold uh, develop a little bit. Maybe it's something like that. I, I don't know who it is. The Deshaun Watson stuff, like how much is too much for Deshaun Watson? There's a lot of questions the Bears have to ask themselves. Yeah, and I think right now the position that Houston's in, they're asking for 
almost a crazy amount, right? And they probably should be at this point because it's not like they're under the gun to trade him tomorrow. Um, it could get to that point by August if the guy's not in training camp or something like that, but there is time. The question, though, is then what do the Bears do in the meantime? Yeah. Like, yeah. if they're not going to give up three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson today, uh, then they got to come up with some solution. And what is that solution? Stafford's now off the table. Jared Goff's off the table. Not that that would have been a great option anyway. But I, I just it's, – it's amazing how one trade happened and already the options seem limited. There is risk in waiting, right? That's why this Stafford deal came to fruition this quickly is you want to have answers by the time you get to the draft. You don't want to be having this, this hectic day trying to figure out your quarterback position, the most important position in sports. Crazy things can, can happen in the draft. You know, the, the market will change, the trade market will change, and then you have picks involved. So you want to have some type of certainty, some type of answers. And if the Texans play hardball, not only with the Bears, but everybody else, I don't know if you can afford to wait. Like, which teams can afford to wait for the Texans to finally make a move on Deshaun Watson? Yeah, you almost have to give them an offer that they'll that they have to take right yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to make him offer he can't refuse. Good movie. There, there you go. I, it just, Rule the Godfather. I, I'll remind you. Uh, uh, well, first of all, the, the defensive window is closing here, and you have a general manager and a head coach on the hot seat. Like, they should be and are very motivated to improve at the quarterback spot. So, And I think you can look at last offseason in a couple different ways. One is – maybe learn from the Tom Brady situation, the impact he's having. It didn't seem like there was that big of a market for Brady last year for whatever reason. Now he's got the Bucs in the Super Bowl, right? So that shows you, you do make a move like this with the pieces the Bears do have on this roster. Make, Anything can happen. It is year. a good example of having a good situation for a quarterback. On the it other hand, good receivers, yeah. if, you, if you rush for a lesser option, they rushed, I don't want to say they rushed because they kind of had to make the move at the time they did, but they traded for Nick Foles. They gave up draft capital for Nick Foles. And then it turned out, we've talked about Cam Newton all year. I'm not on the Cam Newton train, never really was, but you could have had Cam Newton for $1 million. And that's, Probably have him again for $1 million. Exactly, but that's something they didn't know when they traded for Foles. Nobody could have known that at the time. Um, it's just, the point is, the timing of all this is fascinating and how it, it all works out. So we'll see. This isn't the last of this conversation because quarterback movement around the league is certainly going to be the big discussion point all week long, all offseason. And I'm curious to know what the players around the league think of all this too. We now welcome in Washington football team running back Antonio Gibson. And thank you to Panini for bringing us this interview. Antonio, uh, how are you doing? It really enjoyed watching your, your rookie season. Of course, for our listeners, if you were watching on Thanksgiving, you saw him score three touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys. What's up, Antonio? I'm good. How you doing? So let's start here because you're an NFL player. You see what's going around in the league, and th the questions about quarterback all over the league are crazy, and it got started over the weekend with this big Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff trade. Just as a player, fan of football, what were your reactions? Um, that one right there kind of shocked me. Uh, the trade, uh, you know, it went down for the, you know, the picks. Uh, I feel like the Detroit Lions kind of got the best hand on that one. Hey, Tony, I want to ask you about your quarterback, Alex Smith. Everybody knows his, his story, the comeback from his injury. What was it like being his teammate? What was it like seeing him work through all that? 
Um, amazing. Um, unbelievable, actually. Uh, you know, to start off the season, to kind of like, man, out here trying to practice. Are you practicing? And, uh, you know, to start hearing the rumors, like, or seeing it, um, you know, like, oh, he might be starting this game or he might be, you know, coming in for this guy. Um, and then to see him actually do it, and, um, you know, give us a chance to win uh, was pretty amazing. And your, uh, your coach we're very familiar with here in Chicago, too, Ron Rivera. It seems like he made just such a big impact on that franchise so quickly. Uh, a franchise that probably needed somebody like that coming in and cleaning up a lot of the things that, that he did. Uh, and then, of course, dealing with the cancer throughout the season. That had to be pretty inspirational. Uh, definitely. Um, for him to come in, you know, kind of change it around, you know, give us, you know, his goals for what he wanted to um, to achieve. And, uh, you know, for him to battle what he had to battle to, um, throughout the season, you know, Coaching the NFL team, I, I couldn't imagine that was pretty uh, easy at all. Um, but for him to come out, keep coming out, supporting us, coaching, um, you know, watching on the sidelines when he could, um, coming out on the you know the brighter side uh, was a blessing. So, um, you know, much respect to him. We remember his his passion here in Chicago. So I'm I'm curious as you're going through this season, you're a rookie. This is your first NFL head coach. What are some of the lessons that you took away from Ron Rivera this season? Um, keep fighting, um, you know, and, uh, start out strong, play to win. Um, you know, those are things he preached to us, you know, all the time. Uh, we didn't have the prettiest, you know, record at the end of the season, but he always told us to fight. And he always told us we still had a chance. And, um, you know, with our record being what it was, we still came out, you know, the division champ. So, uh, you know, those are some of the things I'll take from that season. Uh, Antonio, congrats on your on your rookie season. I, I want to go back like a year from right now because I remember seeing you in the Senior Bowl last year. Uh, you definitely caught my eye. I remember at one point saying, hey, because we're here in Chicago, this, a, this seems like a guy to be pretty good for the Bears. Pass catching ability fits. Matt Nagy in Chicago likes his running backs that can uh, catch the football, come out of the backfield. Obviously, the Bears have a couple good running backs uh, as it is. But uh, what, going back to your draft process, what kind of conversations at all did you have with the Bears? And obviously you landed in a great spot with Washington with the production you put out this year. Well, I couldn't exactly recall, but uh, most of my interviews had to deal with protection. Uh, that's what everybody wanted to know. Uh, they either wanted to know how much I knew or how fast I could pick up on it. And, um, I feel like I did a pretty good job, you know, picking up on it. If they, you know, showed me a quick protection or, or something like or what they were doing at, um, you know, that organization. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know too much, but it was it was all football at the end of the day. So I felt like I did good on those. And I feel like everybody was impressed about how much I actually knew and how, how quick I could pick up on it. Well, those of uh, those of our listeners who are watching uh, can see the, the sign behind you, Panini and the, the hashtag. Who do you collect? What, so what are you doing with Panini today? I'm um, just giving back um, to the folks, you know, who actually support my campaign and, um, you know, finishing up my last part of my deal for this year. So, uh and handling media. <laughs> <laughs> did you collect cards as a kid? I did, actually. Uh, all the way from baseball, basketball, football. Uh, I had like two little white binders that I kept with me. Uh, I wish I could find those. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. Uh, all right, last question. Who wins this big game on Sunday be between uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks? I got Kansas. Any reason? Just Mahomes? Uh, not just Mahomes, uh, it's more than him, but, uh, you know, you got the, he has unlimited weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and the defense aren't playing bad as, at all either. Uh, you got guys like Tyron Matthews, um, 
what you got, uh, the linebacker Willie Gay. I support his campaign. Uh, so, you know, guys like that, uh, it makes it tough to beat. All right, Antonio, thanks for the time. We appreciate it and enjoy the game this weekend. I appreciate you. All right, there he is, Antonio Gibson from the Washington football team. Johns, I love that guy last year. I think we talked about him at one point. You drafted him, I think, right? I drafted, well, yeah, I drafted him in my fantasy league. And then uh, I didn't want to tell him, but <laughs> traded him away for Christian McCaffrey in the middle of the year. Christian McCaffrey never he played again. Yeah. That was a mistake. Uh, by the way, football players, they love hearing about fantasy football. So, you know, some guys will bring that up and they'll love talking about it, and others, they're like, yeah, I, don't I don't have time for your fantasy world. <laughs> you, so. you get that a few times. I like what he said about Ron Rivera. Obviously, we know him really well here in Chicago. And Alex Smith, I do wonder if uh, one day he'll, he'll join the Bears with Matt Nagy. He would. Uh, seems like he would be a good fit, although I feel like that role's already taken by Nick Foles at this point. Mm. Like, do they really need the veteran? Well, it depends what they do. What yeah. if Nick Foles is gone? Okay. If Nick Foles is gone, then Alex Smith would make sense. But probably not... If you're talking to Sean Watson and we're going down to Alex, <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to be able to sell that to your, to your fan base right now. We know Matt Nagy loves Alex Smith, though. Yes. Absolutely loves the guy. He loves Nick Foles. Didn't turn out too well. Maybe Alex Smith could be the answer. The quarterback coach they needed in that room. Well, there's a lot of reasons to like Alex Smith, and certainly his journey back this year is one of the more outstanding. And if you've seen that documentary oh, and what really went on with his leg and how many surgeries he's had. I mean, he actually almost did lose that leg. So for for him to be on... Adam, some of that stuff is gross. Did you see some of those pictures? It's uh, a tremendous respect towards him. Uh, I voted for him for the PFWA Comeback Player of the Year. I think everybody knows he's going to get it. Just a tremendous story. Yeah, I did as well. Kind of a no-brainer this year on that award. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for us today. Day one of this amazing week of coverage. We have plan for you not only on the Hogan Johns podcast but on under center and a countdown to kickoff as well thank you so much for being with us today hope you enjoyed what this all looks like if you are watching and if you weren't watching you should check it out tomorrow because we're here all week long on the Hogue and Johns podcast y'all stay corona free all right and god bless <laughs>